three top companies where you want to work at one would be google second one is meta and uh, microsoft is one i will be <laughs> in this journey with you trying for the same companies <laughs> whoever cracks it sure. first will uh, get the other person uh, in the company reference <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone this is your host Himanshu and today we have our guest Mr Serin Paul who is a product manager at Gojek and looking after the product GoSend which is a logistics product of having a door to door delivery for anything you order the interesting part about Gojek is that it's a indonesian company contributing more than 10% of gdp and the founder of gojek is a finance minister in the indonesian market this company is so big that it's a decacon it's a 10 billion dollar organization there are so many things which you need to know if you are trying to become a part of this mega organization and uh, uh, seren is here who is leading a amazing product and can tell us more about that as well and about his product management journey seren goes above and beyond to help pm folks via adp list and he's very active on linkedin as well i'm very excited to learn about his advices how he want to think in the right direction of product management and become a great product manager so let's welcome him to the show welcome to the show seren yeah thanks thanks amanshu for that warm welcome uh, i uh, really like the name of this show <laughs> the humans of prada i think we spoke on this earlier also yes uh, really excited uh, to be part of the show and uh, looking forward to the session man a pleasure is all mine seren i think uh, having great products minds like you on the show fulfills the purpose where lot of aspiring and early pms can get the right understanding how the product management looks from the pinnacle of its career and working at these yeah. mega organizations and making those products which are actually generate billions of dollars in revenues i want to start this conversation by understanding that uh, how did you figure out that you wanted to become a pm as i'm sure pm was not a very famous term back then where did you figure this there is a career like product management exists that's a very interesting question imanshu the truth is i actually became a product manager accidentally so it's a very interesting journey so i uh, i have a computer science background i did my uh, btech in computer science from an institution in kerala so i'm also natively from kerala so after my uh, btech in computer science uh, the obvious career path uh, was like doing a development job so i started my career as a full stack developer in an organization a small startup in kerala uh, did it for like 3 years and uh, then i was looking out for like more challenging opportunities want to meet more people understand about the industry and all so that's when i thought like hey bangalore bangalore is a place bangalore is a silicon valley obviously <laughs> so so i thought i'll move to bangalore look out for uh, opportunities there uh, i was scouting for opportunities there and interestingly i met somebody from this company called fufis uh, which was an agency business in uh, bangalore uh, they were primarily into this mode of helping other startups build their extended team so let's say like you are a founder uh you have an awesome idea but you don't know how to build a team around it or a product around it they mm-hmm. come to this company uh and uh, what they primarily like acted as an extended team for them right i found this concept very interesting i felt like this is something which i want to do uh because i get an opportunity to like start working with a lot of other companies so i joined there as a developer uh worked there for a couple of months and then like 
uh, in into like after working couple of months there i got like this opportunity to start like representing the team in their sales meetings and meeting all the stuff so that's where i started like getting a lot of exposure into other aspects of software development primarily into let's say like a sales meeting hey, how to talk to founders how to build their product roadmaps and all those stuff and uh, to my luck or something like the founder there like found some talent in me and like he chose me as one of their like product leaders there so in fact like it was a very small organization so he chose me as a cpo there so that gave me a lot of exposure and confidence to like let's say uh, work with lot of founders in fact like during that journey itself roughly around 3 and 1/2 years i spent there building companies building uh, products with that company i met there was roughly around 50 plus startup founders where we have worked with around like 25 plus companies in different stages uh, be it like early stage seed stage and um, funded companies also so i think that's my uh, humble beginnings and that's the start of my product journey way back then i didn't realize that there is something called as a product manager there but as soon as i left that company i was looking for other opportunities and then figure out hey there is something called as product management uh, and all the stuff and then joined a company like uh, zomato as a product manager so that's how i started man <laughs> so yeah interesting story <laughs> right i think getting early on uh, such experience of leading the entire yeah. product fund for a, even for a service agency where you're helping so many founders it's it's a brilliant opportunity i'm curious to know what was the skill which the founder of those organization saw in you and said that oh yeah. you can do a product job is it your relationship management with them or your presentation skills or your research skills or your analysis skills what skills basically helped you to showcase him that oh i can do this job so i think uh, looking back reflecting on that right uh, i think one key skill which i demonstrated during that period of time was i was willing to learn a lot of stuff right mm-hmm. so he gave me an opportunity hey go and hire somebody from the colleges i'll kind of go and figure out hey this is how hiring works i'll kind of create a deck go out to that college find the best minds and come back so he he felt like that hey any task that i i was given i was somehow like able to learn that and like figure it out right so that figuring out is something which uh, so i was not a master in any of the things right mm-hmm. uh, even development i was like a very early guy right i did like two and a half years of my software development uh, even into sales or bd or anything i have no exposure at all but like what, during that journey i i showed this mindset of hey like all these things can be figured out i can go and learn this and try it out right and i think uh, i i still remember uh, my founder his name is akshay we still uh, keep in touch so he he um, telling me that hey like uh, one thing which i like about you is that that mindset of you going and learning something and also like building a team to do that stuff right mm-hmm. and he he exactly tell me told me this was that hey sir you come with a team so so like uh, kind of learning something and also building a team around it something which i think he might have saw something very different in me and uh, yeah i think that that's the one thing i guess would be the differentiating factor <laughs> yeah got it i think ability to learn really fast as you mentioned yeah. along with the people management skills like the performing your own team but also the relationship management because you early on uh, handled their yeah. clients and showcase that you can handle them better uh and Correct. your natural curiosity along with the problem solving skills it's a combination of those multiple skills that's 
the founder was able to see a leader in you and gave you that opportunity getting a role into zomato is not easier like right because product based companies are having reservations about people coming from service based agencies how did you convince them that you are the product manager for their team yeah so there is also an interesting story behind that so i did not land up a job within the zomato like first uh, in like through an interview so in fact the company which i worked got acquired by zomato so uh, right after uh, i did my like fees journey which is that agency business journey which i spoke to you about uh, i was scouting for other opportunities and luckily through my uh, like network with one of my friends working in this another startup the startup's name was tungsten uh, i got into a company uh, i was heading the product there it was again like small company which was into like a b2b so primarily the business model uh, this which this company was working for this tungsten company was working for is like uh, digitalizing cafeterias and providing uh, uh, also like the caterers to the companies big companies for example like for, you are like uh, an accenture or an ibm you would need food for its employees right so they worked with company called like tungsten in order to uh, digitalize their cafeteria and get the right caterers so we were into that business so i was heading the product there in terms of digitalizing aspects of it so there uh, what happened was like i was heading the product there so interestingly what happened was like it reached a stage where we actually scaled the business pretty well and zomato so us they acquired us as a uh, uh, like a b2b arm of zomato so we were later rebranded as foodatwork and that's how i joined zomato so so it's like it's not a direct entry there again it's it's through reference network uh, it's through like uh, another startup journey there again so yeah amazing awesome yep. so i i can say that if people are people should be able to spot right founders right companies also early on and that can also give them a great exit or entry into a mega company yes. even if they are not direct getting a direct entry over there they have to be just bit more patient and i think it's a it's yeah. a great way matlab you have not panned out you wanted to do an interesting work your product management career was naturally shaping up without you being knowing about it after zomato it was it's directly gojek or something else after zomato i moved to singapore uh, based on my experience working with zomato uh like a company in singapore like it is called delivery hero i moved to singapore i was working there for a while and then i moved to uh, gojek so i did for like a few months there i had to come back to india uh to be with my family and all so yeah after that i came to gojek yeah very interesting tell us more about that transition from zomato to delivery hero what were you looking at at point of time but you eventually landed this one yeah Uh, in fact uh, i think the easiest entry i got was like the food panda or like the delivery hero entry so uh, what happened was again uh, i was scouting for opportunities in linkedin uh, i was pretty active in linkedin uh, then also and somehow uh, um, like a uh, headhunter right reached out to me from food panda based uh, knowing my experiences and all those stuff so he saw my profile he saw that hey i have experiences in the food tech domain pretty good experience he saw there uh, and uh, he actually reached out to me saying that hey, there is an op- similar opportunity and they are kind of like building a team uh, who has prior experience in this so that prior experience again became the stepping stone there also but in fact in this case it actually came directly to me i have never hunted for it 
uh, it actually came to my inbox saying hey sir and are you interested in this opportunity are you calling from this company and so on so and so so yeah so it it is a very different way i got it but again it it was like from based on my previous experience i got that role yeah got it so basically uh, though it was inbound but still your previous experience helped you to uh for them and they were pretty much open with the visa and uh, like getting the yeah so why these so in companies... fact they offered everything like the the visa like the uh, i mean like the initial stay and everything pretty good package also so yeah it was a very smooth transition to move to singapore like i got an opportunity to see the entire country yeah. tell me what are the mindset of these companies when they're trying to hire indians they will yeah. get you on board to join in a different country for a different market how that will yeah. pan out for them from a talent perspective so is it your general skill which will which can solve those problems how they think about yeah i think the way they are doing that is primarily through their interview rounds right so they have certain set of rounds let's say like um, user centricity evaluation round or like let's say um, the um, engineering concepts evaluation rounds right or like let's say like uh, communication rounds right so the way they do is like through their interviews they kind of filter all those aspects the general things you require in order to be a good product manager mm-hmm. and then they look also your other expertise right like your market expertise or like your domain expertise and all those stuff and then they kind of choose you right so they have a clear process for it and that's when they are choose it right it's not only because uh, i have prior expertise in food tech they take so they have a clear uh, process around it to take a particular pm into that role yeah understood you have traveled the world you have like literally gotten every experience you could early on <laughs> it's so amazing what is on your radar next suppose if you're thinking about the future of your career which direction it's heading in yeah so uh, i am currently exploring few areas of product management primarily things like ai product management and growth product management um so growth product management is something which i've been already working on so but i'm trying to learn more about it but one area which i'm specifically now focusing on is like ai product management which requires a slightly more uh, different way of thinking right uh, mm-hmm. so the recent uh, uh, you would have already read about the chat gpt and all those hacks and generative ai and all that stuff I think this has kept me excited about this field. Uh, I have got like very little exposure into uh, like ML related and AI related product management. So my uh, interest currently lies in exploring more and learning more about it and trying to see opportunities around that. So yeah, that's something that I'm personally exploring currently, learning more uh, before actually taking a job in it. But so personally, learning a lot around those aspects. Yeah, got it. so basically this is what you're trying to learn the growth areas a growth levers of yeah. the product management space or the primarily the ai product management all the nitigities yeah. to build how those ai products can help the Correct. business eventually and the new Correct. categories or new verticals can emerge out of this uh, technology itself yeah. that's what you're trying to figure yeah. out awesome Correct. Correct. awesome i think totally makes sense So this is one of my favorite question. How you are helping yourself to become one person better PM every day? Yeah, I think this is a question which I keep asking myself uh, every day. Uh, but I think one thing which uh, uh, clearly stands out to me uh, is three things, right? Which primarily I do, right? Uh, one is like observing keenly, right? 
so uh, what i understood from at least like my few years of my career in product management is product management is nothing but like observing things very keenly right like looking at your surroundings looking at uh, the daily products which you use uh, looking at uh, other parallel uh, fields right uh, it comes very naturally to me to be a very curious guy so so observing is one key skill i think very important uh, to improve as a one person product manager second thing is you learn a lot of things on the way but if you don't like record it or write it down or let's say document it well it's very difficult for you to recollect it later so that's the second part recording it right so you observe things you record it and finally executing it right so you have like lot of observations you record it but if you don't try it, then uh, there is no risk right mm. so using it right in appropriate places be it at your workplace or be it in your life uh, be it in uh, like anything small thing you do right that's where like you actually come to use all these things which you have learned, right so these three things combinations is what i feel like is very important observation recording things and uh, finally executing things right or using it right uh, and if you do these things better like i think you can improve yourself as a product man that's my philosophy at least for mm. <laughs> improving myself So you're you're doing all these things on a daily basis consciously in every task you do yeah. and that's how you are helping yourself to become better yeah i i try to i i consciously <laughs> try to do it uh, at least that's a framework i have kept my mind uh, so i i have like uh, for observing it's something like you consciously try to observe things mm. but for recording i have tools for it right so i use notion for it in order to record my thoughts right i have specific categories where i record things Mm. Uh, actioning is again right based on your observation uh, and your records like you try to use it in the right places so so yeah having a mechanism around it is also important uh, and that's how i do it yeah so when you talk about observation so what is your way to observe yeah so there are two ways i do one is naturally kind of cre- uh, creating this thought process that right uh, like hey in a day to day like if you encounter these specific things try and like observe it very clearly right so uh, i was interestingly like last day uh, while i was uh, going in my car i saw this prompt uh, it said like hey it's just like 20 days for your car to a car for servicing right uh, i found it very interesting because previously when when i used to like uh, send my car for servicing i used to always forget it but this company has introduced a small feature inside this car in order to remind people about servicing the car right mm-hmm. so uh, like the thing is i could have just left it that way rather like i thought about it recorded it in my uh, notes thought about it i actually wrote a linkedin post around it right so my thing is like when you see something very different or something which actually catches your attention think about it write it down right that's that's a mechanism right mm-hmm. uh, other way i explore things is like uh, i like every like three months i try to explore like one new domain right uh, currently as i said i am exploring more on the ai product management so i kind of like consciously take a topic and try to dig deeper into it mm-hmm. so that's another way i try to do it uh, and in that it might be like uh, probably uh, scouting on linkedin or like talking to people or like let's say downloading an app lot of things comes in picture but the the in a natural the thing is you consciously observe things which is happening around you that's a basic mechanism and then like you take a specific topic and go deeper into it right that's the two ways i try to do it yeah got it so 
uh is there also any any template you have for recording what all you document yeah so typically i have like my basic structure right so like things like hey what are the things which i want to improve in my basic life right mm-hmm. what are what are the things i want to like improve my work there's a main two categories right under that i try to like again like add things right like things which i learned and all the stuff mm-hmm. uh i don't create too much structure into it but like try to create like these broad categories and from there like when i see inspiration right try to add categories right so that's a general framework but not too much into further categorizations there yeah. got it got it i remember as you mentioned about the new categories i was recently uh, reading about live e-commerce so in china mm. 2017 it was uh, uh, like uh, only a 3 billion dollar but now yeah. 171 billion dollar which is growing at a year on year growth of 280% uh, the yeah. conversion rate for commerce has been changed from 3% to 30% uh yeah that's a huge conversion upside in india we are just getting started uh, of this yeah. thing and uh, flipkart nike kind of companies just touched the base with their content engines uh, of their creator studios but this entire thing is going to change uh the how the people are going to shop and the primary yeah. uh insight on the user side will be because of their impulsive buys and the fomo in general uh a lot of purchases simultaneously yeah. when the industry is growing because you need a lot of influencers to uh do these live yeah. streams or live commerce the creator economy is going to boom at the same point of time and the b2b yeah. products of creator uh like making creator empowered will also again boom up a lot of point of time so i was just reading that how the one small change is going to change the entire and that is how also your ar and vr eventually going to pop because you are watching a live stream and now that yeah. that's the way you will be able to interact more and uh, communicate more and these live streams can be even on the holdings of the streets where the right. shopping festivals not be at like in your phone yeah. but in the streets you can actually sitting yeah. festivals on your street so right. i was very right. excited to when when i read about those things yeah uh, interestingly right when you told the story i remember like last day i was having a communication with my designer and he shared me this uh, like video behind the scenes video of a warehouse where they are doing like the live streaming so it's a warehouse in indonesia there like there are like five six kind of people with a ring light standing with a phone and trying to sell things like and that's how they they sell it they don't have a shop but they just sell it through this phone and the ring light there <laughs> so so exactly. yeah, i was just exactly. that's what we are talking about exactly tell me about this sir in that how your day looks like at uh, gojek my day typically is divided into three sections uh, a normal day like there might be some firefighting days also but <laughs> but yeah typical day is mostly divided into three parts uh, one is like mainly alignment meetings right it would include your uh, stand up meetings with your engineering teams your design research teams and all those stuff uh, second it is uh, about the analysis time right like uh, the time you spend like analyzing your dashboards uh, the the health metrics dashboards your product metrics map dashboards a recent feature uh, dashboard and all those stuff uh third is like the biggest chunk where you spend time on actually creating stuff right writing prd uh, like going through your research and all the stuff so yeah typically this is a three main chunk of it uh, within that there will be small small things coming in right but yeah this is the three main main things yeah 
figure out things on the fly go with that mindset that hey like things are going to be different here and uh, try to build that maybe like journey then and there right? like like let's say doing whatever it takes right mm-hmm. so that's the most important thing and i think that's that's challenging also right it's, it's not like an easy thing right you'll have to do 100 things in order to like find the right place in that company right so yeah i think that's that's also like something which i faced in gojek also but i think since i've been like here in gojek now for like roughly more than two and a half years i've started becoming comfortable here early when you get into that or the first year uh, it can be really challenging to adapt to that new company got it as you mentioned i think i very much agree to the point that you have to almost build everything on the fly and uh, yeah all the solve the challenges uh, that's how it yeah. is organizations are pretty much different people are different so obviously can't templateize right. it but yeah, yeah like the one thing i feel is the most challenging at this point of time is all these stakeholders are trying to yeah. go after their agenda like they have mm. their personal aspirations which come in between yeah. the objective of the business and yeah you know that they are on a team but they are acting as a opponent so yeah how to like uh, get the value out of them in a most productive way but you know also don't want to be dishonest or you don't want yeah. to be extremely diplomatic otherwise uh, you lose the authenticity and eventually you lose the trust there is no influence which stays yeah. after that time and uh, then you can't get the things done like for a l- longer period of time from them so yeah i feel that this entire understanding of how you having a personal goals ambitions you want to like move yeah. your charter up keeping that thing in mind but also influencing you in the directions that we together will move into the positive direction where the business should go at is one of the yeah. biggest challenge i feel how do you manage like conflict uh, within your organization so this is what i believe in right like if your goals are clear if your strategy is clear there would be less conflicts right so the first part is having your goals and strategy clearly written on that right circulating it to the team keeping your stakeholders or your team aligned with it right once you do that then it becomes easier for everybody to like take a common decision right so somebody like say like uh, it's a uh, there is a conflicting priority between a business and a tech right and uh, then you can do use all your frameworks there right like uh, let's say your rice framework or any framework you can then easily use to like uh, remove the conflict there right 
but the biggest problems i have seen is like this goal and the strategy is not right that's where everything starts from right uh, so one guy would be telling that hey let's do this thing and the other guy would be telling you let's do another thing but they don't have a common ground right so i think that setting that common ground is the first part and then like things start i think then it's up to the pm to then clearly show hey with the rice framework this is what comes into uh prioritization right this is something which we can like still wait for right clearly take logical calls uh, after that so i think that's that's the mindset i think we should keep there a very interesting journey i think very unique experiences and the way you're trying to improve your career is also very interesting tell me about this thing what is product management yeah i think i have a similar answer to that uh, for which the same thing i spoke earlier right product management is nothing but like observing things around you like structuring it out right and then like going and like building it or experimenting it right so i've seen like people build different stuff but most of the time it is based on the inspirations they have got from different experiences they had around them right mm. so consciously like observe things record it down and try to combine those things right and another important aspect is as product managers you should be able to envision stuff right mm. so you are kind of building something from scratch or completely new right which other people can't do it right or like other people don't have the persistence to kind of continuously build on right so have that while you do all these things and you build the first step you should have the perseverance or like the mindset in order to continuously envision things and continuously build on top of it right and the envisioning part is one thing which again makes a pm very unique right other people can't like see that right so uh, let's say like some the product which you work or like the product which i work right nobody would have seen it in that way right like the your unique experiences the the observations you have made have actually created it right so it's a creation aspect you should have that mindset to envision things and build things right so that's it yeah <laughs> okay the uh, observation and envisioning stuff early on yeah how how i think about it i think is uh, finding the right problem in the right space in at the right point of time uh, absolutely and uh, then going after it to build a valuable business i'm completely agree to those words that like you need to observe a lot around your customer what is happening in the market space what is happening in the business and then make a meaning out of it to make a product successful yeah so in fact like i would say that pming is not a job right it's mm. a lifestyle right? mm. if you see it as a 9 to 5 job then your learning stops there right but the reason why i mention like hey there is something like observation recording all those stuff all these things happen the, the from the time you wake up in the morning right so it's a lifestyle right mm-hmm. you you always keep your mind open to different things happening around and then you put that to your work right so it's a lifestyle so, i completely agree <laughs> i'm understanding what you're trying to say as a lifestyle it's a your natural mindset to anything in life is generally yeah. of a problem solving how is your interview process at gojek Gojek has a pretty decent interview process, and uh, it's also pretty structured. But uh, they don't give assignments to take away home, which is something which I really like. So they do all the interview process on the like like live, right? Like they have like five rounds. All the interviews are like uh, live. So they say that hey, like you need to spend like one hour with us. That one hour you uh, we evaluate that uh, prospective candidate on their skills, right? We typically have like five 
different rounds. Uh, first one is around, uh, um, I think it's around data. So your data-driven approach, right? How you how you think about data and all this stuff. Second is about customer centricity and design, right? Um, third is about your engineering collaboration. How do you fare well with engineering, your concepts and all the stuff with this thing? Uh, fourth thing is around your communication skills, right? Like how do you communicate your behavior and all this stuff? Last round is the bar racer round where we talk with something somebody senior to understand, hey, your mindset and all this stuff. That is where your final evaluation is done. Mm-hmm. And all these things happen, like, as I said before, like, within a short, I mean, like, during that span of time, right? Like, you'll be allocated a specific time. And uh, and and the reality is all those questions are not pretty hard also. Right? It's easy ones uh, where you'll be truly judged on your, your thought process, right? Not based on your solutions and stuff, right? So, yeah, I think that's, that's how the process is all can you give the example of questions like uh, not the exact yeah. questions but the example of questions in a similar fashion so that people can be prepped they'll ask you to like for example for a data right for data they'll ask you for a let's say building uh, build an mvp of something and how do you define the success metrics of it and all those stuff right it. it was not like it's fairly simple it's a straight, fairly straightforward kind of question nothing complex same as you see on the internet, right? Uh, yeah, if you're prepared well uh, to ace an interview, like based on these five different categories, you can get into it, right? Again, like share your uh, stories also along with it, right? Like don't just go with along just by bl- blindly preparing for like an interview question, but add your stories also so that interview feels that like your experiences are unique and you are sharing it from your experience, right? So I think, yeah, those things are what is important, uh, but nothing complex there, yeah. Got it, got it. <laughs> cool. Tell me something about your product, like what you are building, a uh, yeah. few insights around your user base, about that industry overall in general, like. So I am into this product called GoSend, which is like a logistic product of uh, Gojek. So in, inside Gojek itself, we have multiple products. So we have things like GoRide, GoFood, yeah. Uh, GoSend is one of them. Um, so GoSend is ba- basically allows a customer to send like a product from one place to another. So door-to-door delivery, right? We primarily target two different types of customers. Uh, one is obviously personal users like you and me who want to send like items, let's say your cards or let's say like you forgot something, like daily personal use cases, right? Uh, another interesting segment which you are working on is like the seller community. So we were speaking about online commerce and all this stuff, right? So people who have like an online commerce and all this stuff, they will have delivery needs, right? They will not have tie-ups with large delivery providers and all this stuff. They actually use our service as their delivery extended. So all these small, medium businesses in Indonesia who runs a small business, let's say like uh, they are running a batik shop. Batik shop is like basically a farm and where used in Indonesia. Right? Mm-hmm. Or like let's say they are running a pot shop, right? Like uh, or like in the, uh, what do you say, um, plant shop or something like very small businesses, right? They wanted to take their uh, like item to the customer's location and they actually use our service as an instant delivery provider. So customer would have booked them through like a WhatsApp or an Instagram or some other social media thing. And they would agree, hey, like I'll use GoSend or like other competitor uh, to send the item. They choose GoSend, they, they will ask the address, like two address and from address, and then they use our service, right, in order to send the item. So these are the two different segments which we uh, cater to. 
um in terms of market landscape and other stuff there are other competing players also uh, in the market but we are one of the top in the in the indonesian market yeah man like i think that's a high level summary in terms of what we do what are different customer segments uh, where we primarily focus and all that stuff yeah tell tell me a few insights around your user base like what are the unique insights of these uh, indonesian yeah. or singaporean customers yeah uh, i would share something very uh, i mean like one insight which i got while i was working on a product right so our product uh, even though we had like two different kinds of user personas uh, be it like the customers and the sellers uh, initially we we did not like think like these different people like let's say like our users and sellers would do, uh, i mean use it very differently right but uh, through user research and digging deeper into like the customers and other stuff we realized that both these parties right uh, if you look at it from an outside also you understand it clearly they use it very differently right so biggest insight for me like at least in my early days of pming in gosend was you need to like think it differently from that user persona side right so an interesting example would be like a personal user would have enough time like let's say book something and see like the entire order completed but like let's say seller would not have all those patience to do it right he want to like book something then forget about it and move to his business right because his focus is in the business right not getting things delivered so the biggest insight was to like see your user personas differently and like to design and customize for them right that was that was one eye opening thing for me in the very initial days mm-hmm. second thing is uh, your product uh, or like let's say your customers user journey right it does, does not end up within the app right so if you typically look at a user's journey right like from the time they interact with their customers like let's say the seller case we spoke uh the time they spend in the app is very little right but as a product manager if you are just focusing on that small little time and optimizing everything around it and not thinking about the other aspects right outside things happening around the user journey you are not actually building your product for success right so keep your eyes open right and try to see your entire user's journey from the time the customer is thinking about your product right to the time it delivers and after that also right so these are like some of the big eye opening insights for me while i was uh, uh, working on this product man but there is one thing that uh, people can send anything they can pack any stuff and they can deliver that via gosend how do you yeah. monitor that is it anything illegal or uh, something we should not uh, be delivering yeah so we have uh, processes around it that if you are caught like sending something illegal uh, which is very clearly uh, put in your terms and condition uh, the reality is we don't open every boxes right like mm-hmm. you can't open every box, but yeah, but yeah. there are certain cases where you randomly check also right so yeah i think it's about it's driven primarily through uh, terms and conditions clear processes around it right uh, you can't catch everything so but but yeah uh, generally having like a clear process around it and uh, telling that very clearly up front that like you cannot send it right that's what we can do at this point right? mm. have you thought about like how this problem will get solved i think like some of the parallels i can draw is like for example like let's say an airport or other areas right where there are strict stringent process mm. so you need to have like let's say like an extra mechanism or like a hand hand carrying mechanism or stuff like that mm. Uh, yeah i i think that's those are the things but again right all those things also come with a cost right so 
uh, you can't think at that level at this point of time but definitely right uh, in the future when we have government strict stricter government regulations and all the stuff around those i think we'll have to move to things like that we'll have to think innovatively probably come with something like a let's say like hand scanner kind of stuff right <laughs> so yeah i think that's right. the only way uh, yeah without uh, clearly validating it or checking it i don't think we can figure it out also right yeah. got it got it it's a rapid fire time uh, <laughs> yeah one of the best though i'm i'm no coffee with karan get some gossips out of it you have to choose one okay uh, got it money power or fame i think money money is what i'll choose man <laughs> i think uh, with money i'll i'll be able to buy time and freedom and then i can get into all the other things i have a perspective yeah. on this one that the people who choose money over power are the yeah. ones who want to do it the right way because they feel okay. that once they get the money they will yeah. try to make more money and they will become powerful eventually to influence a lot of things but the yeah. people who say that they want power and then they will get money they are thinking about the uh, different routes to get money yeah. which is not yeah. the legal route so startup or big tech like where you want to work think, yeah i think uh, with the current stage of life i am in uh, i will choose big tech uh, primarily because i have already experience in the startup sector and i feel Uh, this journey, at least, which I'm going through now or in the future, uh, I want to like deal with larger scale problems and trying to understand like how it works, right? Uh, because I've seen already like working with Gojek at least like even for a small change it has big impact, and I think let's say imagine with a bigger company than that, uh, it would like be massive, right? So I think big tech for now. Got it. Got it. Three top companies where you want to work at. Three companies which I want to further work on is one would be Google. Uh, that's my one of them. Second one is uh, Meta is one, and uh, Microsoft is one. Uh, the reason why I choose these companies is primarily I believe that these are the companies which is going to like still can create massive impact in another twenty years also because of the kind of positioning they are in. Mm. So yeah, I wanted to obviously work with at least one of them in the future. <laughs> God, Anya, I wish you all the best, and I I will be in this journey with you, trying for the same companies together. We'll be preparing together to maybe whoever cracks it sure. first will get the other person in the company. Reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, done deal, done deal. <laughs> okay, okay, amazing. Imagine you have offered. Yeah. from all these three companies then uh, for yeah. a similar role when you have to decline one put on hold one and one accept one offer how you go about that so i'll decline meta for now accept microsoft put on hold google <laughs> 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 yeah i think based on the current market situations agar pm na hote to kya hote i think i'll be a coach Uh, like coaching is something which i really love doing uh, i don't know like what kind of coach i would be i i experiment with different types of coaching even like i i, I love to be a football coach also but coaching generally is something which i really love doing so i would be some or the other coach maybe a football coach or like some maybe like some some other like 
Amazing. One movie you like to watch again and again. I think I'm not sure if you've seen this movie. Uh, it's called Peaceful Warrior. This movie is something I've seen like uh, maybe roughly eleven or twelve years before, but that name and the kind of movie still uh, resonates or like kind of stays in my mind. Mm. Uh, so it's it's basically a story of a guy uh, who is basically a gymnastics guy. Uh, his story like how he he was like a superstar in college and all uh, but one day he meets with an accident and then like his life turns and then how he comes back to life uh, it's a very nice movie uh, there is a little bit of coaching and other aspects also coming into picture which made it personal favorite for me mm. but yeah that's something which i'll recommend everybody <laughs> one book you really love i think i a uh, few years back i read this uh, it's called super thinking uh so basically it is like a big book of like mental models uh i actually got exposed to mental models like very late in my career but this book actually changed my perspective around mental models so it's like a ton of mental models uh, with which gives a different perspective on stuff i would recommend everybody who is like venturing into pm mean for this book because it helps you a lot right so got it super thinking yeah <laughs> any any mental model you want to talk about like which which actually you really loved 80 20 pareto principle <laughs> yeah so it gave me like hey focus on few things which is important right uh, that will make a big difference one product leader you follow uh i i heard somebody else also tell this in your interview last day but but i think i also Uh, resonates with that guy. Uh, it's none other than Steve Jobs, man. Like I've been like influenced by Steve Jobs, like maybe from my eighth standard. The first time I actually started using computers, I used to see his like videos and like his talks. I I got attracted to Apple as a product because of him, and still like kind of read a lot of his archives and his thoughts and all that stuff. So. Uh, i've not seen any other product leader who is thinking that way like philosophically and like almost stuff mm. so steve jobs man like highly recommended guy i can relate so much because when i think about it he is the only single person who whose all the videos i have made a one playlist of and watched them repeatedly multiple times mm. yeah this person was a genius uh yeah, his product concept like, was super clear and the yeah. way he talked about talk about product marketing or the way you should approach product yeah. development this guy was a genius it was lovely 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 discussion uh seren i enjoyed it a lot learned a lot about your Thank perspectives you. <laughs> and i think your journey is also inspiring to a lot of uh, uh people who are uh, thinking that as a software engineer how they should navigate to uh, to a pm career they should definitely take a cue from this and they should definitely talk to you as well uh talking about uh, that there are a lot of people who helped us to reach here and become yeah. who we are is there anyone you want to say thank you for your career i think there are two people uh, both are from like this previous company uh, which i worked with uh, this company which i was mentioning in the talk before like fufis is a company name uh, i really love working with all the people there they were like amazing folks like uh, roughly we were around 15 uh, but i think uh, two people who actually changed my perspective about 
the way i think and how i approach things uh, one is definitely akshay his name is akshay <laughs> uh, uh, second one is like my dear friend like vikram so akshay was the ceo of the company vikram is like was the marketing guy of the company both are my very dear friends uh, who have played a big role in my uh, in enhancing and improvising my career so yeah all gratitude to both of them <laughs> amazing so sarin if anybody wants to reach out to you where they can all reach out uh, they can connect me on linkedin uh, or they want if they want to have a conversation with me i think adp list would be the right place to be so <laughs> yeah perfect it was amazing time uh, today i have spent with you sarin this is for all the all the viewers that if you're watching this episode uh, do let us know what did you like about this episode in the comments and make sure that you share it at least with one person who is trying to break into product management or is a early pm and improve their career as a product manager and uh, tell us what you want us to improve keep keep watching uh, do like share subscribe bye bye guys see you in the next episode